Hey, DJ Dagwood. I'm just talking to you guys real quick about Anchor. It's a brand new app. Um, if you have not heard about Anchor, it's a great way to start a, pod, a podcast. Let me explain it. It's free. It has creation tools to let you record and edit on your phone or computer. Distribution of the podcast for you. So you can get heard on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts and more. You can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in one place. Don't forget to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. DJ Dagwood in the house, talking about Anchor. Welcome, welcome to Derek Hicks Ministries. Pastor Dagwood coming at you. I want to talk to you guys real quick about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. You know, there's many kingdoms in the world. Many kingdoms in the world. So stay tuned. I'm listening to Pastor Daggy. Derek Daggy Hicks. Check it out. Okay, so kingdoms of the world. There's like seven kingdoms of this world. Seven kingdoms, present kingdoms right now. And we're talking about the kingdom of God. One of the kingdoms is Denmark. Another was Norway. Another one is Sweden. The third one is United Kingdom. We've got Spain, Netherlands, and Belgium. Andorra. Liechtenstein. And Monoka are principalities. So, what are the kingdoms of God? So we, we know these earthly kingdoms exist. We know they exist. But what are the kingdoms of God? And what is it about? It's about being sons and daughters. It's about God's mercy, His truth. Being invited to the kingdom. It's about fellowship. It's about compassion. It's about the Holy Spirit of God, His gifts that He gives us. About accepting Yeshua Christ and God as our Father. Only Father. Only Father. Now let's look at what does the original Bible from Yeshua Jesus have to say to the church? Or Yahweh God. Um, the Bible of Yahweh God. The original Hebrew Bible. The original Arabic Bible. The original Greek Bible. Latin Bible. Um, everything started with the Hebrew and Arabic language and the Greek and then and the Latin started up after that. So what you know does the original Bible say? What does it have to say about the church? What does it have to say? You know, people look at church, you know, you think of just a glamorous building and stuff and it's not just about a church, it's about people. The people are the church too. We have to carry the message to people. We have to carry the good message of Yeshua Jesus, of God Almighty. So this is what the Bible says. We're going to turn there real quick. It's in Acts 1. It's one of the books I want to talk about. Acts 1. Check out Acts 1. Let me turn there with, it, with you guys. Turn it with you. 
Everybody's having a good week. Great week. Great week. Great week. Great things. All things are possible in Christ Jesus. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. Here we go. Let's check it out. Acts 1. Um, verse 1. Kingdom of God and God's gifts of the Spirit. Check it out. And it says here, Former book, Theopolis. I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he has chosen. So he gave the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit he gave. And then if you go down to 1 5, you'll see also. It says, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And if you skip back up to um, verse 4, it says, and on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. And then he goes down to John baptized with water. But you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus is saying. So the Spirit of God. Not, baptized, not only baptized by water, but it can be baptized by the Holy Spirit too. And fire. I experienced that and I can you know give a testimony of that. It's a warm feeling. It is a, a loving feeling. It's like no feeling that you've ever felt before. When your mind is renewed, you're a new creature in Christ, and it's just awesome. It is awesome. The second thing I want to talk about, not just the gifts, but I want to talk about the kingdom of God is about to be sure. Acts 1, 3 through 4. We read part of that. Let's go back to it. It says, After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave them many he gave them many convincing proof that he was alive. He appeared to them over period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus was speaking to his apostles and his followers. He was speaking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Kingdom of God. And then we go down to um, verse 9. Well, we'll see another example of kingdom of God. This is, uh, you know, we kind of talked about we didn't talk about 6 yet. So 1-6 says uh, then they gathered around him is Jesus and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? So, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of Israel, too. And then we go down to nine, we, we talk about the, the second point, which is the kingdom of God is about Yeshua Jesus. We're still on that. And it says here, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and the cloud hid him from their sight. And they were looking intently up into the sky as he went, as he was going. 
And suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. So the kingdom of God is about fellowship and gathering too, which is coming up. But we see that Yeshua was gone. He was gone up in the sky. He was taken up in the very eyes. These are witnesses. There's like 30 people that witnesses that you'll see that coming up here. He's taken up to heaven. We can all be taken up to heaven, just like Jesus. We believe in him. We believe in God Almighty, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not the God, the fake God, the false God, the statue gods, idol gods. No, we're not talking about that. And the third point I want to talk about, the kingdom of God is about fellowship and gathering. Fellowship and gathering. We saw that in verse 6, but we're going to go down to 11 through 16. Bear with me. It says here, men of Galilee, Galilee, they, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who, who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go up to heaven. So he's coming back. It says here in Acts, it says he's coming back for us. He's coming back for you know, people that believe in him. He's coming back for those followers. He's coming back for those that, that have been you know, standing the ground, fighting, going through trials, and and uh, still keeping the faith and hope, and being encouraged and encouraging themselves. And then it says here in verse twelve, then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. And verse thirteen says, when they arrived. They went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bertholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Simon, and Zealot, and Judas, son of James. It says James, son of Aphrodis. And it says, verse 14, they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women so gathering together praying fellowshipping they come together that's what the church should be that's that's part of the church just acts one is the start of the, the church in the new testament it's the start of that coming together having fellowship breaking bread having communion enjoying each other's company that's awesome man you got good company around you. Amen. You guys know when you got good company around, good buddies around, good friend, family, friends, and you know that's a good feeling. You can just enjoy that. You just enjoy it. Uh, let's go over also to 16. It says, um, well, 15. It says, in those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about 120. There's a gathering there, a gathering together, 120 of them. It's a small group. Well, it's a small church. And he said, uh, brothers and sisters, scriptures had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. So we know if we, um, the kingdom of God is about fellowship and gathering together. You know, the kingdom of God is about our hearts too. About our hearts. About our hearts. 
in kingdom of God can't be about um, wickedness neither. So we see in 18, 19, it says, uh, with the, you know, this is talking about Judas. It says that Judas was one of the, you know, one of the people that shared in uh, Jesus' ministry. But then it says in verse 18, it says, with the payment he received for, for his wickedness, Judas brought a, he bought a field. There he fell headlong. His body burst open and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called the field in their language, Echodama. This is a field of blood. So what Judas did to Jesus, he saw the consequence to that. That sin he did, that uh, betrayal that he done, that he did, that um, traitorism, you know, haterism, all that stuff. So we see that right there. Wickedness is not tolerating God's kingdom. Evil deeds, all that stuff. Thinking people are doing good and they have a motive. They have evil deeds behind it. So the kingdom of God is also about our hearts. About our hearts. 124 says, Then they pray, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry. God knew the apostles' hearts. He knew the disciples' hearts that was, that was following Jesus. Jesus knew their hearts too. But they prayed and asked God to give them discernment and understanding for the one that should be taken over from Judas Iscariot who betrayed them. They wanted to, you know, just like, you know, if you're going for a job and say like you're one of the managers, you're trying to decide on a candidate and you're trying to decipher decipher if he fits with uh, the company goals and if he fits in. So it's the same thing in leadership. You know, to show true leadership, you gotta show you gotta be a servant also, as Jesus was, as Yeshua was. So leadership is not just about lording over and all that stuff. And discipleship is about serving, it's about your leadership too, you know, being a leader, being an example, being a disciple of God, being a disciple of Jesus, and trying to follow the standards that were set there. Because God has a standard for us. It's called the Ten Commandments. He has a standard for us. We don't live all the way up to all those, but we try to go by the standard. We have a world standard too that we have to go by. We have to obey the world standards too. Hallelujah. 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 So, once again, um, let's check out the last verse here. It says, Then they cast lots, and the lots fell to Matthias. So he was added to 11 apostles. So they asked God to show him. So sometimes we have to see, we have to listen, we have to um, also be in a place where we can um, fellowship with others, we can uh, make discern, you know, discern things with others. Wise counsel was there, so they made a decision after God showed it to them. So God needs to show us some things too. He needs to show us the path each day. He needs to show us what direction to go. He needs to show us through dreams, visions. He needs to show us through um, people speaking to him, messengers and, and visuals and you know, audible stuff. He needs to show up. So we want to say the kingdom of God, our leadership, our hearts. It's not about wickedness. It's about fellowship and gathering together. 
not forsaken is the assembly of the saints. It's about God and it's about Yeshua Jesus. The kingdom of God is about, you know, the gift that God gives and his spirit. And, you know, I'm going to conclude this. This is a short one today. I usually go half an hour or so. I'm going to try to get some prayer in for you guys, whoever's listening to this. Pastor Daggy again, once again, from Derek X Ministries. So the kingdom of God is not about just entering in gifts, deeds, calling priests or church leaders, fathers. Not about how good we can be, but it's about the hearts and the minds of people. Accepting God and Yeshua. Yeshua as your Savior, as your Messiah. God's name is Yahweh. Yahweh, the Hebrew. So we want to make sure we have the right perspective on the kingdom of God. And this is a second part series. Well, second part, episode and a half. So the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. I want to be in the kingdom. I don't know about you guys. I want to see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God starts here on earth. We have to do certain things. We have to act certain ways. We can't be acting in wickedness and acting in evil and evil deeds and uh, acting up and hating on people and causing violence and causing trouble. That is not the kingdom of God. And you call yourself a believer, you call yourself, I believe in God, oh, I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you act like uh, you're not in the kingdom of God. God judges that even the demons, demons tremble and they're afraid of Jesus. Even demons tremble at the word of Jesus. Even demons tremble. And they can also masquerade like an angel in life. We're seeing this stuff where we got fake Christians, we got fake churches, we got fake everything, it seems. And, and where are the true saints? Where are the true disciples? Where are the true followers of Jesus, Yeshua Christ? Where are the true ones at? Where are those ones that can stand their ground against the enemy, stand their ground, be encouraged, and encourage themselves in the Lord each day, and get up daily, and thank the Lord for breath, thank the Lord for life, thank the Lord for your family, thank the Lord for jobs, thank you, Lord, for your income, thank you, Lord, for food in your stomach, and food in the house. And thank the Lord. Each day you get up, each day we get up, she said, thank you, Lord, for giving us the breath of life again, give us opportunities. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, we just pray for the people right now. We pray that they heard something that would stir them up, Father God. And we ask that you would be the head, the head. Direct our steps, Father God. Order our steps. Order your steps, Father God, during this time. Encourage them during this time. And hope in the future. It's just praying in the tones, praying in the tones that God's given me. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you, guys. Bless you. Love you guys. They pray in heavenly language for me. My God, my God, my God, my God. You said you would never forsake us. Never leave us or forsake us. You said that in short Jesus. You said that, Father God. Yeah, I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear no evil. You're with us, Father God. In the storms and the trials of life, you're with us. You're still in charge. You're still the man. The man. 
that one. One God, your one. And forgive us for any religious spirits, forgive us for any bigotry, forgive us for any hypocrisy, forgive our wicked deeds, forgive us. Um, keep us, Father. Keep us. you guys. Pastor Daggy, Dear Kids Ministries. Check me out online, social media, YouTube channel, Dear Kids Ministries, Instagram, Dear Kids Ministries, Facebook, at me at Dear Kids Ministries. You can uh, email me, have any comments, email me if you need prayer at Dear Kids Ministries at gmail.com. If you want to donate or partner or sow a seed or give, reach me on Facebook. The cash app is dollar sign Bill Kids Ministries. Um, there's a PayPal on there too. There's a GoFundMe. Uh, this is a startup ministries. Listeners support it. We have needs as far as equipment and you know, broadcasts. You know, it's, it's, uh, I just wanted to bless you guys. We pray that you guys have a blessed day. God bless you and we need God. Peace. Get right into the word. Dear Kicks Ministries again, Pastor Daggy. Um, let me let my mic down a little bit so you guys can see my face. <laughs> Let's see here. Like that. Now, if you can hear me, let me pull this up here. All good. All good. Yeah, so. Um, Pastor Daggy, once again, Dirk X Ministries, we're here for the listeners, and we're here for you guys. Um, I pray that uh, your days went good today. Um, real quick, let's take care of some business real quick. Uh, this message is a secret place today. I wanted to do Are You Hungry for God, but we switched it, and we're doing a secret place it's a good message the Lord gave me to give to the people, to give to you guys that are on airwaves, to give to you guys that are on the internet. My coffee's still good at Starbucks. Um, so you see that um, you know, I'm kind of doing it all by myself. And um, you know, when you start ministry up, it's not easy. You, know, you gotta find singers and everything. I'm not much on singing. Just, uh, you know, filling in the gaps, put it that way. Um, so I want to give you guys this message. Um, this stuff you, that you see here, this is um, John 3.16. Um, 3.16. This is a clothing outfit, a Christian clothing outfit that um, you guys should check out. Very good, very good, very good. Um, some good stuff. So, um, like I said, I'm coming to you guys again. Uh, Dear Kicks Ministries, uh, we are live 
broadcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so some other podcast uh, platforms, um, Anchor and Breaker and all that stuff. So here we go. Um, so the secret place, you know, you start thinking about what is the secret place. I'm going to share my screen with you guys to act right today. So we're going to be reading out of uh, Jeremiah 23 um, in the New International and the Message Bible. For you guys, that, this might be a good time for your Bible study for you guys that don't get a chance to um, go to church. This is not church like usual. This is a time um, where we're kind of just taking time out and stopping and, and just um, realizing that uh, God is in control. In that uh, we have to, you know, give him the honor that's due. So I'm coming at you, you know, this ministry was started from uh, God just, you know, with the COVID and all that stuff that was going on. And God said, hey, you know, um, you know, this is a way for me to do the work of the Lord. And it's not work of man, it's a work of the Lord. Um, I know some people are probably hating on me because I want to deal with the spirit and the inner man and woman. Um, but somebody has, somebody has to tell us truth, even though, you know, truth hurts sometimes. And, um, we live in an age where people don't want to hear truth. They don't want to hear, um, you know, what's real. They want to hear fake news and, you know, lies or prophets and all kinds of stuff. So we're not here for that. We're here to give you the whole Bible and whether it be prophetic word, whether it be through the Holy Spirit that's in me, and you guys hear me talking in the Holy Spirit in tongues, and that's pretty much for me and, and not you guys. Um, you know, it has to be interpreted if I'm gonna give it to you guys. So I'm um, just praying over this ministry, praying over those that are um, praying in the spirit that God's given me um, as a priest, of, you know. So the secret place. So we look at the secret place. I'll take this on your screen. Hey, you know what? This the sharing screen. I won't be on my screen when I do this. I'll be going back and forth here. So the secret place. If you're looking at it on your screen, yeah, it's there now. Hallelujah. You know you're working right. <laughs> yeah. So the secret place. You know, we're living in a time where people are running from church buildings, people, and God, you know. We've got this thing called nuns now. Um, it's a nun religion where they don't believe, you know, in the church anymore, religion. They just don't believe in, you know, God anymore, you know. Um, they got false prophecy, you know, people with having offenses from the church and you know, religious spirits, sinful nature, demonic influences. Uh, and like, like I said, I teach people running from, from the church buildings. And people of God, they want to hear the truth. You know, they want to live in their sin, and um, you know, they need somebody to to say something. It's like you're going down the street, and 
You're going on a one-way street and you're going down the wrong road in the street. You expect somebody not to say anything? We're living in an age where people don't want to hear anything that's truth and godly or anything like that. We're seeing so many people leave the church and because of offenses or because they want to do their own thing. We have this mediaism, this, this mindset of just my flesh wants to do what it wants to do and leave me alone. And so this ministry is, we're trying to strengthen our stress. I mean, strengthen our, our flesh and our spirits. That's what we're about. We're doing it in love. We're not sitting here and blessing you like John the Baptist and stuff like that. There's a time and place for that. But this that's not me. All right. Um, so you think about, you know, what are the secret, what is, you know, what are, what is the secret place? What what are the secret places? You know, you know, this just came to me from the Lord and it says uh, it's a place in our hearts and minds and our spirits. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's a place where God sees us. He sees who we are, what we are all about. I'm about to stand up and preach to y'all like I'm preaching in the church. Um, it's a place where, you know, like I said, God sees us. He sees where we at. He sees us. It's a place where we meet Yeshua and, Yeshua and Yahweh God. It's a place where we meet them at. It's a place, that secret place. God said he dwells in a secret place. Secret place. God is the spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. That's what the scriptures declare. And he said he wants us to be in that secret place with him. How did I meet God? I met God from, you know, God showed himself to me through special revelations, through circumstances. You just think about special revelation. God shows himself personally to you. Or you're sure Jesus shows himself personally to you. He shows himself. I mean, God is the spirit, so, you know, he's omnipotent, omnificent, omnipresent. So he's everywhere. He could be anywhere. He's the spirit. And those who worship him must worship in the spirit and truth. We live in a time where nobody wants to hear truth because it hurts. Because it hurts. All right, so, you know, we look at Jeremiah 23 and look at the background. God's talking to the priests, the prophets, and the pastors. So this message is, is for people, God, believers, people that are in position in high places and people that are prophets, pastors, and priests and teachers and, and um, evangelists and everything. This is for you guys. This, this is for the, the, the believers. This is for them today. Too. I'm giving this to you guys today. And, you know, we are going to the place if you guys are interested you'll see on my website that uh we're um, putting together these series and um strength for your soul and are you um, thirsty for god and we're putting this stuff together for you guys so you can you know just listen to it in your car you can listen to it on the fly and i know how busy we can get and time is just so fast right now it's ridiculous i i, I look at the time and it's like wait a minute i gotta be on on, on my broadcast you know i'm like wait, wait where's the 30 minutes go where's the hour go it's like, what, what, what's going on, you know? And um, we have to be conscious of that. So if you go, um, if you have a Bible or you have your cell phone, you can go there, Jeremiah 23, 1. And it says here, right here, it says, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying this and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. That's what it says in the New Living Translation. Now, you go over to the right here, it says the message. It says, uh, doomed to the shepherd leaders who butcher and scatter my sheep. Um, God's decree. Butcher and shatter my sheep. People are the sheep. We have we have a shepherd. 
And, you know, if you go to church, you have a pastor, a shepherd, apostle, bishop, shepherd. He is the shepherd of the house. And verse 2 says, therefore, this is what the Lord says. The God of Israel says to the shepherds, who tend my people, because you have scattered my flock and driven them away. They have not bestowed care on them. I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I go to the, the message Bible. It says, so here is what I hear. So here is what I, God, Israel, God, says to the shepherd leaders who, just, who mislead my people. You've scattered my sheep. You've driven them off. You haven't kept your eye on them. Well, let me tell you, I'm keeping my eye on you, keeping track of your criminal behavior. So we have criminal behavior going on in high places, in high places, in political high places, religious high places, criminal behavior. And we, we think that God doesn't see that. He sees us. That's why we have to work on our character. We have to practice disciplining ourselves, especially with this spirit, this flesh that we have. We have to discipline ourselves so that we don't do these criminal behaviors and stuff and think that we can do what we want to do because we believe in God. We've seen groups that believe in God and they pray and they read the word and stuff, but then the criminal behavior, the character shows, the criminal behavior shows. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Bear with me, don't, don't uh, log out. Don't uh, disconnect me on the web because I'm, I'm giving you the truth. Yeah. Sometimes we, we pastors, ministers, we have to take time out for ourselves and feed our soul too. So Jeremiah 23, 4 and 5 is the second point I'm going to talk about. Well, the second scripture I'm going to talk about. This is the messages to the pastors, the first point to the pastors so look at three and four and it says here um, New Living Translation I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their pastors where they will be fruitful and increase in number and verse four says I will place shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will all be missing, declares the Lord. Message says, I'll take over and gather what's left of my sheep. Well, gather what's left of my sheep. Gather them in from the, all the lands where I've driven them. I'll bring them back where they belong, and they'll recover and flourish. Verse 4 says, I'll set shepherds slash leaders over them who will take care of take good care of them. They won't live in fear or panic anymore. All lost sheep, all lost sheep rounded up God's decrees. So God is decreeing all, all the lost sheep rounded up and miss, you know, it says, um, you know, shepherds will be over the flock. So they won't be afraid, terrified, and miss fears of Lord. So it's what he's saying pretty much. Hallelujah. So, that's for pastors. Take care of the flock. It's not about profit. Not, I know we're closed with COVID and all that stuff, and not about this prosperity message or um, taking a Bible out of context with some of the scriptures, you know. And who, you know, when we look at the Bible, we have to look at 
Now, who is it talking? Well, I mean, like, if I'm looking at this here, Jeremiah 23, who's talking? Who are they talking to? Who are the scriptures? I mean, what are the scriptures talking about? What are they, who are they talking to? Who's the crowd? I mean, um, so we exit Jesus, you know. We, we take it from back then. Who were they talking to back then? And then we translate it to today's language. Today. We translate it into today's uh, circumstances. To translate it into today's um, um, environment and, and world. We translate it into that. We take it from back then. And then we translate it into today. So that's exit Jesus. That's Jesus. We have to take it from the original context and not take it out of context. You understand, hallelujah. That's good teaching there. I don't want to get into theology, but uh, it's part of theology. Exit Jesus in hermeneutics. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are ministries of practical teachings uh, for unbelievers, for believers um, that need some, you know, some fire, need some, some you know, unction, need some uh, strength in your soul. Hallelujah. I feel I'm fired up here. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Thank you, Father God. Yeah, God. Bless you on this day, Father God. Thank you for joy, 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 Lord. My strength. Hey, God. Joy, Lord. The second thing I want to say. Um, so we talked about the message. So Jeremiah 23, starting with the message to the pastors, let's talk about the message to the prophets. We look at 23, 9 through 12. Check it out. Bring it back. Bring it on my screen. 9 through 12. Go down here. I'm not just saying this. I want you guys to visually see this. What I'm talking about. Not just hear, but visually see. Sometimes we just hear and we don't do, you know, study and show ourselves approved by God. And I know some of you guys are probably saying, hey, I don't have time for all this God stuff. And there's going to be a time and a place where you're going to have, you have to have time for him. Time for him. But you're busy doing the Lord's work. But then you don't take time out for yourself. You don't have a, you don't establish a relationship. You're seeing people fall in the church and pastors and preachers and, and prophets and evangelists and all kinds of stuff. And you're seeing them fall in the church because they're not feeding or sowing down, spending enough time with God, getting their foundation right, giving, giving, giving. So many times we, as pastors and apostles and bishops and preachers and everything, we give, give, give. But then we don't take in too much. We're so busy giving up, but then we have to take in some things from God too. And another preach to we have to take in some things from God. Take in some spiritual things from God, some strength from God. And get in that secret place. That secret place is important. That quiet place. Where is your quiet place today? Where can you go to get away from all the distractions? Where? I find myself in, in the garage sometimes, it's just opening the garage door, sitting out there in my chairs, or, you know, my patio was fixed, I, you know, but, um, you know, figure out some things with the wood there. Um, I'd be out there. Um, I used to be, like, I go to the park or forest preserve and stuff and, and just veg out with God and veg out on the Word and, and refresh my spirit because we live in a time right now where things are uncertain. With jobs, and things are certain with these companies, and things are certain with the incomes, and things are certain with food, things are certain. Yeah, God, but God is certain. God said He will never leave us or forsake us. That's when we forsake Him, it's when we get in trouble. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First time it says, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, uh, concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, and all my bones uh, tremble. I am like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine because of the Lord and his holy words. Verse 10 says, and the land is full of adulterers because of the curse, because of the curse that land lies parched and pasture in the wilderness are withered, are withered. Let's go farther down. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power of justice. Both prophet and priests are godless. Even my temple, I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Verse 12 says, therefore, their path will become slippery. They will be banished to darkness and they will fall. I will bring disaster on them in the year they are punished, declares the Lord. So, yeah, and you look over to the right, there's a, I'm not going to go through that one here because our time is winding. Uh, we got like 10 more minutes, 11 more minutes. Um, so you're seeing this stuff. You're seeing it. Like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine. I remember back in the day where, um, you know, I, I was in that stuff with uh, drunkenness and overcome by alcohol and stuff like that. And you, you get delusional, you get, you know, under the influence, you know. And, I mean, think about that, you know, like, man, you know, wow, God is speaking, concerning the prophets on this, he's speaking, he's speaking, hallelujah, and then verse 10, you see in the message, it says, now, well, what God says regarding the lying prophets, can you believe it, a country teeming with adulterers, faith, faithless, promiscuous, Idolater, um, adulterers. They are all, it says they're a curse on the land. The lands are wasted land. You know, the uh, message kind of gets a little thrown out there. Therefore, unfaithful, uh, their unfaithfulness is turning the country into a cesspool. It's turning a cesspool. Wow. So, adulterers. Lying prophets, yeah, we see too many lying prophets that are going on right now. Let me change this message. So I'm going to change it on. I'm going to go. Okay. I should read you a little bit better version to read for us, you guys. So it's going in extra words. And verse 10 says, and the, this other version, it says, um, the Regis Version says, The land is full of people who aren't faithful to the Lord. Now the land is under his curse. And that's why it's, it is thirsty for water. That's why the grassland and the desert are dry. The prophets are leading sinful lives. They don't use their power in the right way. In the right way. They're using it in the wrong way for prophets. And we're seeing a lot of prophets and people of God during this time trying to profit off motivational speaking and um, profit off just a uh, prosperity message and, you know, claiming it and, and naming stuff. And um, God is, you know, God sees that stuff and, and we have to get it right. We have to preach the whole Bible, not just all the 
you know, the hype stuff and the feeling good stuff. We have to preach everything that's in the Bible. And that's what this ministry is about, the whole Bible. Nobody wants to hear about, oh, Jesus, you know, he suffered on the cross and we don't have to suffer. Blah, blah, blah. As Christians and believers, we, as human beings, we go through our spurts. We go through our times where we're, um, you know, you know, life is up and down. Life has a way of uh, dealing with us, you know. So we got to make sure we're not using the power in the wrong way. That's what it's saying here. Yeah. And talking about prophets and priests alike, our own godly announces the Lord. Even in my temple, I find them sinning. Yikes. And, you know, that's, I mean, can you imagine um, doing it in God's temple? I mean, that's, there's a consequence to that, you know. And God holds a higher standard for us as priests, as pastors, as apostles. He holds a higher standard in the world. A higher standard than just uh, serving him. A higher standard because you're in a position of authority. You got to make sure we're using that authority right. You know, some of us are, you know, yeah, we need numbers and stuff at church. And the church is closed. We're trying to make up stuff and pay salaries and all that stuff. But come on. Seriously? We still have to be men of God. Not saying we're gonna get it perfect. We still have to be men of God. And yes, we need to be encouraged the people um, during this time. Yes, I'm encouraging prophets, apostles, teachers, people, believers, people in high position in the church, and, and um, challenging you today. You know, that, that so we can change our thinking. I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. I'm a minister. This is ministering to me too. It's talking right back to me. You know, I'm taking the walk out of my own now because I know this, you know, I have to you know, examine myself through this too. So don't take it like I'm, you know, um, I'm not taking the walk out of my own now. Hallelujah. Praise God. says, so the Lord who rules over all speaks about the prophets. He says, I will make them eat bitter food. I will make them drink poisonous water. The prophets of Jerusalem have spread their ungodly ways all through the land. Let's go down. The Lord who rules over all sins of the people, Judah, do not listen to what the prophets are saying to you. They will fill you with false hopes. They talk about visions that come from their own minds. What they say don't do not come from my mouth. Okay, so let's go and change this to King James. Let's go.
verse 16 says in the, in the uh, King James, Thus says the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesied unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. So sometimes we're speaking out of our own hearts, our own minds, our own things that we have going on, you know, to prosper in this world, to have success in this world, to you know, do motivational speaking, and and um, we're doing more of that than what God is telling us to do. So, I, you know, we have to decipher that. We have to take time out to, to learn to decipher that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now let's go down to verse 18. Well, but which of them have ever stood in my courts? Have they been there to see a vision to, or hear my message? Who has listened and heard my message there? Verse 19 says, a storm will burst out because of my burning anger. A windstorm will sweep down on the heads of sinful people. My anger will not turn back. I will accomplish everything I, I plan to do. In days to come, you will understand it clearly. And verse 21 says, I do not send those prophets, but they have run to tell you their message anyway. I did not speak to them, but they have still prophesied. Oh, yikes. That's tough love there. Sometimes, we, you know, I know that, um, you know, sometimes we prophesy because we want the best for the person, you know, but then we have to be careful. We have to be very careful. Because sometimes it's not for the Lord, sometimes for our own flesh, you know. We're trying to help the person out. We're trying to give them hope and, you know, prophesying to them. And um, I have to catch myself, too. Like, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is, are you sure that's from the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So let's go to 20. Let's go down to 23 here. So 22 says, uh, suppose... They had stood in my courts. Then they would have announced my message to my people. They would have turned my people from e their evil ways. They would have turned them away from their sin. So God wants us to talk as pastors, ministers, ministers, to speak to the people, speak truth to them. Yeah. But if they're if they're going the wrong way, we have to. You know, we're the church. We are the people of God. We have to speak to them, speak to that situation. Speak, 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 speak. Hallelujah. Mm. God. Verse 25 in the King James says, I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name, says, saying, I have a dream. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I'm sorry, I skipped over 24 there. Um, can any, uh, in the King James, can any hide himself in a secret place that I, sh that I shall not see him, said the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth, said the Lord. Verse 24 in the King James. Verse 24 in the, uh, the International Reader's Version. Can anyone hide in a secret place so that I can, can't see him, announces the Lord. Don't I feel heaven and earth, announces the Lord? So, 
you know, we're looking at that and we're going, man, you know, like the secret place stuff. So we're on that. I, I, I went from uh, the message of pastor, message of prophets. God's response, it was going to 20, verse 23. Now we're talking about the secret place. 24 down to 28, the secret place. I got one more um, point and then we'll be ending here because my time is about up. So we see here, talking about the secret place, 23, then 24 and 25. So we're going down to 26. But let me go back up here. You know it's in 24. It says in King James, Can any hide himself in that secret place that I shall not see him? Says the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth? Says the Lord. So God says he's in a secret place. We can't hide from God. We can't hide sin from him. We can't hide you know, adultery from him. We can't hide our drunkenness from him. We can't hide our fleshly desires, our lust, pride of life. And we can't hide that from God sees us. He's a God that sees. He sees us for where we are, who we are, and what we are. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Nobody can hide in the secret place. Nobody, 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 nobody. Verse 26 says, How long will that continue in the hearts of those prophets who tell lies, prophesying lies? They try to keep others to believe their own mistake, mistaken ideas. King James says in 26, I'm giving the word today. How long shall this be in the hearts of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea. They are all prophets of deceit, of their own hearts. I'm not saying all prophets are prophesied lies. I'm not saying that. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we have to examine our hearts. We have to know when to give that prophecy to that person, give that prophecy out to the church, give that prophecy, that prophecy, and make sure it's from the Lord. Go through those steps to make sure it's from the Lord, not from our flesh, not from prophets. You know, prophesying for prophets and um, motivational speaking and all kind of junk just to make some money, quick money and all that stuff. Okay, it's time out for that. We're at a place now where God wants our hearts. This last year, He wants our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. He wants it. He, he closed, you know, He allows things, He allowed the, you know, stuff to close down. He allowed all that stuff to, to, to come in, to cleanse us out, to, to get us to think about Him, to get us to think about life. Just think about how good he is to keep us alive, and even in this this famine, even this COVID stuff. God is a good God. He doesn't bring evil, but some things are allowed because we allow them. It's like okay, since you know I'm on this on, on God's side now, I can't go back into nightclubs DJing again. We go back in there and start DJing nightclubs and, and you know everything that every all the demons that go with that all the demons that go with drinking with the lust of the flesh pride of life lust of the, the eyes all that it goes with so I'm allowing if I do that I'm allowing these demons to come back in demons of lust demons of pride 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and allowing that stuff to come back in. If I put myself in that situation, if I go back out there again, I'm allowing these things to come in. If I can go back out drinking again, I'm allowing these alcoholic dreams to come back in. Demons to come back in. They say, no, I'm drunk again. It's a spiral effect. Sometimes we allow things to happen that shouldn't be happening, that we should not even have. It's like allowing, like me bringing um, a statue guy in my house. Bringing it in. Don't think nothing of it. Oh, it's just art, you know, just, just a statue. But then some statues have demonic spirits upon them. And if you let that in your house, you start wondering why all this stuff is happening. Why am I acting like this? So we have to be careful what we allow in. Hallelujah, praise God. Man, I don't know why I'm going there. The Spirit's taking me there. And one next thing. Um, so we're going on 28. And we're about to wrap this up here. So 27. Let's talk 27, 28 real quick. And it says, they tell one another their dreams. They think that they will make my people forget my name. In the same way, their people of long ago forgot my name when they worshiped Baal. Who is Baal? Who's Baal? It's a pagan god. Pagan god. It says here in King James, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. And verse 28 says, prophets that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that have my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord. That's in the King James Version. 28, let me read it in the reader's version. Let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream, but let the one who has my message speak it faithfully. There's two things there. A dream and a message. Dream and message. And God says, speak that message faithfully. God gives his dreams. Then we have, you know, you know I, I dream a lot and you know, I start thinking about that and then you know, what is, what is God's message for me when I have this dream? What is he trying to say to me or say to other people? So that second part of your message, you know, speaking the message faithfully is important. Hallelujah. Praise God. Last point. If you guys are still here, last point, see something quick here. So the last thing, God's justice. God is a just God. He is a just God. And uh, so let me, let me go through this last point here and then I'll pray us out. Um, verse 29 says, My message is like a fire, announces the Lord. It is like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. A hammer. You guys think about when you use the tools and 
you you know, taking a nail and hammering it down or you're trying to break rock or something. You think about that. How strong that hammer is. And God said, fire. It's a hammer. He says, verse 30, so I am against those prophets who not so long. I'm against those who steal messages from one another. They claim that message comes from me. Yikes. And I see so much stuff on the line where you can use pastors' messages and stuff like that, but I am not trying to speak to uh, use somebody else's stuff as plagiarism anyway. I'm not saying you can't take little bits and pieces but inform your own, but um, yeah, so that's, you know, we gotta be careful of that too. It's like when you're in school and you, know, you gotta be careful how you cite stuff and reference stuff. Hallelujah. Continue on. Yes, the Gnosis of the Lord. I am against the prophets who wage their own tongues, who, who wag, <laughs> wag their own tongues, but still say, here's what the Lord says. I'm against the prophets who talk about dreams that do not come from me. And I say, Lord, they tell foolish lies. Their lies lead my people down the wrong path. But I do not send those prophets. I did not appoint them. They do not help my people in the, in the least. And I say, Lord, and I'm seeing a pattern of, you know, people become, want to become a prophet, a possible quicker, but they haven't been through the process. Yeah, this is, this is really talking about that. Not right, you know. They're just, you know, they're not ready yet. Sometimes we put people in a position where they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet, and um, they did not go through the full process, and, and their foundation is not right. And that's what we're seeing with people in high places falling from the church. They got elevated too quickly. And I want people out there to know that, hey, look, the church is not perfect. The church is not just a building. It's, it's us also. It's a people. Well, I'm going on to 36 here. You see my outline here, 36. And 39 and 40. 36 says, but you must not talk about a message from the Lord again. This is because your message becomes your own message. And so you twist my words. I am a living God. I am the Lord who rules over all. I am your God. That's verse 36. Let's go through King James as the same. And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more. For every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God, the Lord of hosts, our God. So some of us are perverting the word of God for prophets, for you know, for our own good, perverting the words of perverting it. Oh, Lord Jesus, we got awesome power. Give us God. Twisting the words. She got us. Says over here to the right. Um, 36. Yeah, we gotta be careful. Very careful that we don't make the message uh, just a, you know, um, our own message it's supposed to be given out, supposed to be given to the people. It's supposed to be for God's glory. So, the last couple of scriptures here 39 and 40. Okay, we're there. Right there. It's the end of my message. And you guys are tired of me talking now. It's been like 40 minutes of me talking, 41 minutes of me talking. Um, 
these teachers are usually 30, um, well, Sunday services uh, up to an hour. You know, we have like 10, 15 minutes of praise and worship, um, what I can give you guys or um, what we have time for. Verse 39 says, so you can be sure I will forget you. I will throw you out of my sight. I will also destroy the city I give you and your people. I will bring shame on you that will last forever. I will never be forgotten. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. So there's many translations here. Um, if you go um, American Standard Version, you'll see here on my screen. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much, you know, there's many translations, but they still add up to the same thing. And this is even starting off, woe unto the shepherds that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, says Jehovah. And you guys saying, oh, Jehovah, oh, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a religious God or that's a, a, a cult God and all that stuff. But God's name is Jehovah, not Jehovah Witness, Jehovah God. So it's not a gloom and doom type thing, but it's an accountability thing and, and a standard to go by for um, our brothers and sisters in Christ, my brothers and sisters in the church in high positions. Um, whether you are Jew or Gentile, whether you're Hebrew, um, they believe in Yah God, Yahweh God, and Yeshua Christ, uh, this is for you. This is for you. So. Let us be careful when giving the words out and prophesying and um, let's give the whole Bible, the whole truth of the Bible, not just part of the good feeling stuff. Because, you know, we've got a time, we're in time where people hear good feeling stuff to their to their uh, minds and their spirits and they go sit in the church and make them feel good and, and uh, they still come out the same way, same way, jacked up, nothing's changed. So we're not about that. So um, to conclude this, um, like I said, that secret that secret place is important. We have to find a place. Find a place with God. Um, I'm putting my information up here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, Derek underscore Hicks. Uh, Instagram, Pastor Daggy. Uh, Facebook, thehicksministries.info. Uh, if you wanted to sow or give, um, it's a dollar sign, DHX Ministries at Cash App, PayPal is DHX 332 uh, If you want to go on our website, our YouTube channel, uh, we have podcasts also called Strength for Your Soul that, um, that we're finishing up on. We started a new series, Are You Thirsty for God? Um, so these are the things that uh, the Lord has me doing right now during this transition time. And I pray that you guys can soul, uh, you know, give or donate or whatever. Um, my website is therapixministries.info. Once again, um, you've got all the information now from um, the live broadcast. You can go back and listen to it, replay it. And but I'm gonna pray right now real quick and pray. So Father God, we thank you for prophets, Apostles, bishops, evangelists, teachers, minstrels, ministers, thank you for them, Father God. And I pray that they heard something today that will change their hearts and their minds and make sure we're going on the right path and we have a standard to go by, Father God.
God. We pray, Father God, for those that don't believe God. We pray, Father God, that, you know, that they will forgive the church if they, you know, somebody prophesied, lied to them, or prophesied in a long time and wrong season, that they forgive when they continue to reach out to you, to continue to see you, Yeshua Christ, and we pray over their hearts and minds of men and women that are on this broadcast. We pray, Father God, that they would hear something to change them, change their hearts and minds and spirits. Hey, God, she to the Father. And Father, we know we're not perfect. I'm not trying to see that. <laughs> I'm not a perfect singer. I'm not a perfect basketball. I'm not a perfect, perfect uh, pastor. I'm not a perfect um, person, um, instrumentalist. I'm not perfect, but we are perfected in you. Perfected in you. We hunger for you, Father. Come in and minister to our hearts and minds. Help us in our situation. Father, we pray for you. Those people in Miami, Father, that were involved in the condo collapse day. Pray for them and their families, Father God. We pray, God, that you just uh, minister to them, minister to their hearts and minds right now in the grieving process of not even knowing where loved ones are, if they died or they got crushed or, oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Minister to the people of that city, even in those condos, minister to people. ministries. God bless you guys. Remember, we need God. Peace. Get right into the word. Derek Kicks Ministries again. Pastor Daggy. Um, let me let my mic down a little bit so you guys can see my face. <laughs> Let's see here. Now, if you can hear me, let me pull this up here. All good. All good. Yeah, so, um, Pastor Daggy, once again, Dirk X Ministries, we're here for the listeners, and we're here for you guys. Um, I pray that uh, your days went good today. Um, real quick, let's take care of some business real quick. Uh, this message is a secret place today. I wanted to do Are You Hungry for God, but we switched it and we're doing a secret place. It's a good message the Lord gave me to give to the people, to give to you guys that are on airwaves, to give to you guys that are on the internet. My coffee's still good at Starbucks. Um, so you see that um, you know, I'm kind of doing it all by myself and um, you know, when you start ministry up, it's not easy, you know, you got to find singers and everything. I'm not much on singing, just, uh, you know, filling in the gaps, put it that way. Um, so I want to give you guys this message. Um, this stuff you, that you see here, just, um, John 316, um, 316, this is a clothing outfit, a Christian clothing outfit that, um, you guys should check out. Very good, very good, very good. Um, some good stuff. So, um, like I said, I'm coming to you guys again. 
uh, Derek X Ministries. Uh, we are live broadcasting on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so some other podcast uh, platforms, um, Anchor and Breaker and all that stuff. So here we go. Um, so the secret place, you know, you start thinking about what is the secret place. I'm going to share my screen with you guys to act right today. So we're going to be reading out of uh, Jeremiah 23 um, in the New International and the Message Bible. For you guys, that, this might be a good time for your Bible study for you guys that don't get a chance to um, go to church. This is not church like usual. This is a time um, where we're kind of just taking time out and stopping and, and just um, realizing that uh, God is in control. In that uh, we have to, you know, give him the honor that's due. So I'm coming in, you know, this ministry was started from uh, God just, you know, with the COVID and all that stuff that was going on. And God said, hey, you know, um, you know, this is a way for me to do the work of the Lord. And it's not work of man, it's a work of the Lord. Um, I know some people are probably hating on me because I want to deal with the spirit and the inner man and woman. Um, but somebody has, somebody has to tell us truth, even though, you know, truth hurts sometimes. And um, we live in an age where people don't want to hear truth. They don't want to hear, um, you know, what's real. They want to hear fake news and, you know, lies or prophets and all kinds of stuff. So we're not here for that. We're here to give you the whole Bible and whether it be prophetic word, whether it be through the Holy Spirit that's in me, and you guys hear me talking in the Holy Spirit in tongues, and that's pretty much for me, and, and not you guys, um, you know, it has to be interpreted if I'm gonna give it to you guys, so I'm um, just praying over this ministry, praying over those that are um, praying in the Spirit that God's given me um, as a priest, of, you know. So the secret place, so we look at the secret place. I'll take this on your screen. Hey, you know what? So the secret place, if you're looking at it on your screen, yeah, it's there now. Hallelujah. You know, you're working right. <laughs> yeah, so the secret place. You know, we're living in a time where people are running from church buildings, people, and God, you know. We've got this thing called nuns now. Um, it's a nun religion where they don't believe, you know, in the church anymore, religion. They just don't believe in, you know, God anymore, you know. Um, they got false prophecy, you know, people with having offenses from the church and you know, religious spirits, sinful nature, demonic influences. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I teach people running from, from the church buildings. And people of God, they want to hear the truth. You know, they want to live in their sin, and um, you know, we need somebody to to say something. 
It's like you're going down the street and you're going on a one-way street and you're going down the wrong road of the street. You expect somebody not to say anything? We're living in an age where people don't want to hear anything that's truth and godly or anything like that. We're seeing so many people leave the church and because of offenses or because they want to do their own thing. We have this mediaism, this, this mindset of just my flesh wants to do what it wants to do and leave me alone. And so this ministry is, we're trying to strengthen our stress. I mean, strengthen our, our flesh and our spirits. That's what we're about. We're doing it in love. We're not sitting here and blessing you like John the Baptist and stuff like that. There's a time and place for that. But this that's not me. All right. Um, so you think about, you know, what are the secret, what is, you know, what are, what is the secret place? What are, what are the secret places? You know, you know, this just came to me from the Lord and it says uh, it's a place in our hearts and minds and our spirits. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's a place where God sees us. He sees who we are, what we are all about. I'm about to stand up and preach to y'all like I'm preaching in the church. Um, it's a place where, you know, like I said, God sees us. He sees where we're at. He sees us. It's a place where we meet Yeshua and, Ye and Yahweh God. It's a place where we meet them at. It's a place. That secret place. God said he dwells in a secret place. Secret place. God is the spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. That's what the scriptures declare. And he said he wants us to be in a secret place with him. How did I meet God? I met God from, you know, God showed himself to me through special revelations, through circumstances. You just think about special revelation. God shows himself personally to you. Or you're sure Jesus shows himself personally to you. He shows himself. I mean, God is a spirit, so, you know, he's omnipotent, omnificent, omnipresent. So he's everywhere. He could be anywhere. He's a spirit. And those who worship him must worship in the spirit and truth. We live in a time where nobody wants to hear truth because it hurts. Right, so, you know, we look at Jeremiah 23 and look at the background. God's talking to the priests, the prophets, and the pastors. So this message is, is for people, God, believers, people that are in position in high places and people that are prophets, pastors, and priests, and teachers, and, and um, evangelists and everything. This is for you guys. This, this is for the, the, the believers. This is for them today. I'm giving this to you guys today. And, you know, we are going to the place if you guys are interested you'll see on my website that uh we're um, putting together these series and um strength for your soul and are you um, thirsty for god and we're putting this stuff together for you guys so you can you know just listen to it in your car you can listen to it on the fly and i know how busy we can get and time is just so fast right now it's ridiculous i i, I look at the time and it's like wait a minute i gotta be on on, on my broadcast you know i'm like wait, wait where's the 30 minutes go where's the hour go it's like, what, what, what's going on, you know? And um, we have to be conscious of that. So if you go, um, if you have a Bible or you have your cell phone, you can go there, Jeremiah 23, 1. And it says here, right here, it says, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying this and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. That's what it says in the New Living Translation. Now, you know, over to the right here, it says the message. It says, uh, doomed to the shepherd leaders who butcher and scatter my sheep. Um, God's decree. Butcher and shatter my sheep. People are the sheep. 
we have we have a shepherd. And you know, if you go to church, you have a pastor, a shepherd, apostle, a bishop, a shepherd. He is the shepherd of the house. And verse 2 says, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, the God of Israel says to the shepherds, who tend my people, because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them. I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. To go to the, the message Bible, it says, So here is what I hear. So here is what I God, Israel, God, says to the shepherd leaders who, just, who mislead my people. You've scattered my sheep. You've driven them off. You haven't kept your eye on them. Well, let me tell you, I'm keeping my eye on you, keeping track of your criminal behavior. So we have criminal behavior going on in high places, in high places, in political high places, religious high places, criminal behavior. And we, we think that God doesn't see that. He sees us. That's why we have to work on our character. We have to practice disciplining ourselves, especially with this spirit, this flesh that we have. We have to discipline ourselves so that we don't do these criminal behaviors and stuff and think that we can do what we want to do because we believe in God. We've seen groups that believe in God and they pray and they're reading the word and stuff, but then the criminal behavior the character shows. The criminal behavior shows. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Bear with me. Don't, don't uh, log out. Don't uh, disconnect me on the web because I'm, I'm giving you the truth. And sometimes we, we pastors, ministers, we have to take time out for ourselves and feed our soul too. So Jeremiah 23, 4 and 5 is the second point I want to talk about. Well, the second scripture I'm going to talk about, this is the messages to the pastors. The first point, to the pastors. So look at three and four. And it says here, um, New Living Translation, I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their pastors where they will be fruitful and increase in number. In verse 4 says, I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will all be missing, declares the Lord. Message says, I'll take over and gather what's left of my sheep. Well, gather what's left of my sheep. Gather them in from the, all the lands where I've driven them. I'll bring them back where they belong, and they'll recover and flourish. Verse 4 says, I'll set shepherds slash leaders over them will take care take good care of them they won't live in fear or panic anymore all lost sheep all lost sheep rounded up God's decrees so God is decreeing all, all the lost sheep rounded up and miss and it says you know shepherds will be over the flock so they won't be afraid terrified and miss there's a book so it's what he's saying pretty much. Hallelujah. So that's for pastors. Take care of the flock. It's not about profit. Not, I know we're closed with COVID and all that stuff, and not about this prosperity message or um, taking the Bible out of context with some of the scriptures, you know, and, 
and who, you know, when we look at the Bible, we have to look at, well, who is it talking, I mean, like, if I'm looking at this here, Jeremiah 23, who's talking, who are they talking to? Ooh, the scriptures. I mean, what are the scriptures talking about? What are they, who are they talking to? Who's the crowd? I mean, uh, so we exit Jesus. You know, we, we take it from back then. Who were they talking to back then? And then we translate it to today's language. Today, we translate it into today's uh, circumstances. To translate it into today's um, um, environment and, and world. We translate it into that. Take it from back then, and then we translate it into today. So that's exit Jesus. That's Jesus. We have to take it from the original context and not take it out of context. You understand? Hallelujah. That's good teaching there. I won't get into theology, but uh, it's part of theology. Exit Jesus and hermeneutics. Hallelujah. Praise God. There are ministries of practical teachings uh, for unbelievers, for believers um, that need some, you know, some fire, need some, some you know, unction, need some. Uh, Strengthen your soul. Hallelujah. I'm feeling fired up here. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Thank you, Father God. Bless you on this day, Father God. Thank you for joy, 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 Lord. My strength. Yeah, God. Joy, Lord. The second thing I want to say. Um, so we talk about the message. So Jeremiah 23. Start with the message to the pastors. Let's talk about the message to the prophets. We look at 23, 9 through 12. Check it out. Bring it back. Bring it on my screen. 9 through 12. Go down there. I'm not just saying this. I want you guys to visually see this. What I'm talking about. Not just hear, but visually see. Sometimes we just hear and we don't do, you know, study and show us approved by God. And I know some of you guys are probably saying, man, I don't have time for all this God stuff. And there's going to be a time and a place where you're going to have, you have to have time for time for too busy doing the Lord's work, but then you don't take time out for yourself. You don't have a, you don't establish a relationship. You're seeing people fall in the church and pastors and preachers and, and prophets and evangelists and all kinds of stuff, and you're seeing them fall in the church because they're not feeding or sowing down, spending enough time with God, getting their foundation right, giving, giving, giving. So many times we, as pastors and apostles and bishops and preachers and everything, we give, give, give. But then we don't take in too much. We're so busy giving up, but then we have to take in some things from God too. And another preacher, we have to take in some things from God. Take in some spiritual things from God, some strength from God, and get in that secret place. That secret place is important. That quiet place. Where is your quiet place today? Where can you go to get away from all the distractions? Where? I find myself in, in the garage sometimes, just opening the garage door, sitting out there in my chairs, or, you know, my patio is fixed, I, you know, but, um, you know, figure out some things with the wood there. Um, I'll be out there. Um, I used to be, like, I go to the park or forest preserve and stuff and, and just veg out with God and veg out on the Word and, and refresh my spirit because we live in a time right now where things are uncertain. Your jobs, your things are uncertain with these companies, things are uncertain with incomes, things are uncertain with food, things are uncertain. Yeah, God, but God is certain. God said He will never leave us or forsake us. 
That's when we forsake him. That's when we get in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, uh, Concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, and all my bones uh, tremble. I am like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine because of the Lord and his holy words. Verse 10 says, And the land is full of adulterers because of the curse, because of the curse that land lies parched and pasture in the wilderness are withered. Are withered. Let's go farther down. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power unjustly. Both prophet and priest are godless. Even my temple, I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Verse 12 says, Therefore, their path will become slippery. They will be banished to darkness and they will fall. Or bring disaster on them in the year they are punished, declares the Lord. So, yeah, and you look over to the right, there's a, I'm not going to go through that one here because our time is uh, winding. We got like 10 more minutes, 11 more minutes. Um, so you're seeing this stuff. You're seeing it. Like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine. I remember back in the day where, um, you know, I, I was in that stuff with uh, drunkenness and overcome by alcohol and stuff like that. And you get delusional, you get, you know, under the influence, you know. And I mean, think about that, you know, like, man, you know, wow. God is speaking concerning the prophets on this. He's speaking. He's speaking. Hallelujah. And then verse 10, you see in the message, it says, Now, for what God says regarding the lying prophets, can you believe it? A country teeming with adulterers, faith, faithless, promiscuous, adulter, um, adulterers. They are all, it says they're a curse on the land. The land's a wasted land. You know, the uh, message kind of gets a little thrown out there. Therefore, unfaithful. Uh, their, their unfaithfulness is turning the country into a cesspool. It's turning a cesspool. Wow. So, adulterers, faithless, lying prophets. Yeah, we see too many lying prophets that are going on right now. Let me change this message. So I'm going to change it around. I'm going to go. Verse 10 says in the this other version it says um, the reader's version says the land is full of people who aren't faithful to the Lord. Now the land is under his curse and that's why it's, it is thirsty for water. That's why the grassland and the desert are dry. The prophets are leading sinful lives. They don't use their power in the right way. In the right way. They're using it in the wrong way for prophets. And we're seeing a lot of prophets and people of God during this time, trying to profit off uh, motivational speaking and um, profit off just a uh, prosperity message and, you know, claiming it and, and naming stuff. And 
Um, God is, you know, God sees that stuff, and, and we have to get around. We have to preach the whole Bible, not just all the, you know, the hype stuff and the feeling good stuff. We have to preach everything that's in the Bible, and that's what this ministry is about—the whole Bible. Nobody wants to hear the whole. Oh, Jesus, you know, he suffered on the cross, and we don't have to suffer. As Christians and believers, we, as human beings, we go through our spurts. We go through our times where we're. Um, you know, you know, life is up and down. Life has a way of uh, dealing with us, you know. So we got to make sure we're not using the power in the wrong way. That's what it's saying here. Yeah. I'm talking about prophets and priests alike. Our own godly announces the Lord. Even in my temple, I find them sinning. Yikes. And, you know, that's, I mean, can you imagine um, doing it in God's temple? I mean, that's, there's a consequence to that, you know. And God holds a higher standard for us as priests, as pastors, as apostles. He holds a higher standard in the world. A higher standard than just uh, serving him. A higher standard because you're in a position of authority. You got to make sure we're using that authority right. You know, some of us are, you know, yeah, we need numbers and stuff at church. And when church is closed, we're trying to make up stuff and pay salaries and all that stuff. But come on. Seriously? We still have to be men of God. Not saying we're gonna get it perfect. We still have to be men of God. And yes, we need to encourage the people um, during this time. Yes, I'm encouraging prophets, apostles, teachers, people, believers, people in high position in the church, and, and um, challenging you today. You know, that, that so we can change our thinking. I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. I'm a minister. This is ministering to me too. It's talking right back to me. You know, I'm taking a walk out of my own now because I know this. You know, you know, I have to, you know, examine myself through this too. So, don't take it like I'm. You know, um, I'm not taking a walk out of my own now. Hallelujah! Praise God! She God! She God! She God! She God! She God! So we're going to the next point. So we say. Message to the pastors, we have a message to the prophets in 9 through 12. And now the third thing is God's response. Verse 23 to 15. We'll see 19 to 23 too. So we'll go down there and make it simple here. Let's stay with two. Let's stay with the International Readers Version. 15 says, So the Lord who rules over all speaks about the prophets. He says, I will make them eat bitter food. I will make them drink poisonous water. The prophets of Jerusalem have spread their ungodly ways all through the land. Let's go down. The Lord, the Lord who rules over all sins of the people of Judah, do not listen to what the prophets are saying to you. They will fill you with false hopes. They talk about visions that come from their own minds. What they say don't do not come from my mouth. Okay, so let's go and change this to King James. Let's go 21st century. Yeah, that has been that. That's why the original Bibles. Let's go down here. 
verse 16 it says in the, in the uh, King James, Thus says the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. So sometimes we're speaking out of our own hearts, our own minds, our own things that we have going on, you know, to prosper in this world, to have success in this world, to you know, do motivational speaking, and and um, we're doing more of that than what God is telling us to do. So, you know, we have to decipher that. We have to take time out to, to learn to decipher that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now let's go down to verse 18. Well, but which of them have ever stood in my course? Have they been there to see a vision to, or hear my message? Who has listened and heard my message there? Verse 19 says, a storm will burst out because of my burning anger. A windstorm will sweep down on the heads of sinful people. My anger will not turn back. I will accomplish everything I, I plan to do. In days to come, you will understand it clearly. And verse 21 says, I do not send those prophets, but they have run to tell you their message anyway. I did not speak to them, but they have still prophesied. Oh, yikes. That's tough love there. Sometimes, we, you know, I know that, um, you know, sometimes we prophesy because we want the best for the person, you know, but then we have to be careful. We have to be very careful. That, because sometimes it's not for the Lord, sometimes it's for our own flesh, you know. We're trying to help the person out. We're trying to give them hope and, you know, prophesying to them. And, um, I have to catch myself, too. Like, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is, are you sure that's from the Lord? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So let's go to 20. Let's go down to 23 here. So 22 says, uh, suppose... They had stood in my courts. Then they would have announced my message to my people. They would have turned my people from their evil ways. They would have turned them away from their sin. So God wants us prophets, pastors, ministers, ministers to speak to the people, speak truth to them. Yeah. And if they're if they're going the wrong way, we have to, you know, we're the church. We are the people of God. We have to speak to them, speak to that situation. Speak, 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 speak. Hallelujah. Mm, God. Verse 25 in the King James says, I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name, says, saying, I have a dream. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I'm sorry, I skipped over 24 there. Um, can any, uh, in the King James, can any hide himself in the secret place that I, sh that I shall not see him, said the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth, said the Lord. Verse 24 in the King James. Verse 24 in the, uh, the International Reader's Version. Can anyone hide in the secret place so that I can, can't see him, announces the Lord. Don't I feel heaven and earth, announces the Lord? So, you know, 
and we're looking at that and we're going, man, you know, like the secret by stuff. So we're on that by by the roots from uh, the message of pastor, message of prophets. God's response, I was going to 20, verse 23, now we're talking about the secret place, 24 down to 28, the secret place. And I got one more um, point, and then we'll be ending here, because my time is about up. So we see here, talking about the secret place, 23, between 24 and 25, so we're going on 26. But let me go back up here. You know it's in 24. It says in King James, Can any hide himself in that secret place that I shall not see him? Says the Lord. Do not I feel heaven and earth? Says the Lord. So God says he's in a secret place. We can't hide from God. We can't hide sin from him. We can't hide you know, adultery from him. We can't hide our drunkenness from him. We can't hide our fleshly desires, our lust, pride of life. And we can't hide that from God sees us. He's a God that sees. He sees us for where we are, who we are, and what we are. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Nobody can hide in the secret place. Nobody. 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 And verse 26 says, How long will that continue in the hearts of those prophets who tell lies, prophesying lies? They try to keep others to believe their own mistake, mistaken ideas. King James says in 26, I'm giving the word today. How long shall this be in the hearts of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea. They are all prophets of deceit, of their own hearts. I'm not saying all prophets are prophets are lies. I'm not saying that. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we have to examine our hearts. We have to know when to give that prophecy to that person, give that prophecy out to the church, give that prophecy, that prophecy, and make sure it's from the Lord. Go through those steps to make sure it's from the Lord, not from our flesh, not from prophets. You know, prophesying for prophets and um, motivational speaking and all kind of junk just to make some money, quick money and all that stuff. Okay, it's time out for that. We're at a place now where God wants our hearts. This last year, He wants our hearts, our minds, and our spirits. He wants it. He, he closed, you know, He allows things, He allowed the, you know, stuff to close down. He allowed all that stuff to, to, to come in, to cleanse us out, to, to get us to think about Him, to get us to think about life, get us to think about how good he is to keep us alive and even in this this family even this COVID stuff God is a good God he doesn't bring evil but some things are allowed because we allow them it's like okay since you know I'm on this on, on God's side now I can't go back and say nightclubs DJing again we go back in there and start DJing nightclubs and, and you know everything that every all the demons that go with that all the demons that go with drinking with the lust of the flesh pride of life lust of the, the eyes all that it goes with so I'm allowing if I do that I'm allowing these demons to come back in demons of lust demons of pride 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and allow that stuff to come back in. If I put myself in that situation, if I go back out there again, I'm allowing these things to come in. If I go back out drinking again, I'm allowing these alcoholic dreams to come back in. Demons to come back in. Makes you know I'm drunk again. It's a spiral effect. Sometimes we allow things to happen that shouldn't be happening, that we should not even have. It's like allowing, like me bringing um, a statue guy in my house. Bringing it in. Don't think nothing of it. Oh, it's just art, you know, just, just a statue. But then some statues have demonic spirits upon them. And if you let that in your house, you start wondering why all this stuff is happening. Why am I acting like this? So we have to be careful what we allow in. Hallelujah, praise God. Man, I don't know why I'm going there. The Spirit's taking me there. And one next thing. Um, so we're going out 28. And we're about to wrap this up here. So 27. Let's talk 27, 28 real quick. And it says, they tell one another their dreams. They think that they will make my people forget my name. In the same way, their people of long ago forgot my name when they worshiped Baal. Who is Baal? Who is Baal? It's a pagan god. Pagan god. It says here in King James, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. And verse 28 says, prophets that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that have my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft to the wheat, says the Lord. That's in the King James Version. 28, let me read it in the reader's version. Let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream, but let the one who has my message speak it faithfully. There's two things there. A dream and a message. Dream and message. And God says, speak that message faithfully. God gets his dreams. Then we have, you know, you know, I, I dream a lot and you know, I start thinking about that. And then, you know, what is what's God's message for me? When I have this dream, what is he trying to say to me or say to other people? So that second part of your message, you know, speaking the message faithfully is important. Hallelujah. Praise God. Last point. If you guys are still here, the last point is see something in public here. So the last thing, God's justice. God is a just God. He is a just God. And so let me, let me go through this last point here and then I'll pray this out. Um, verse 29 says, My message is like a fire, announces the Lord. It is like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. A hammer. You guys think about when you use the tools and 
you're you know, taking a nail and hammering it down, or you're trying to break rock or something, you think about that. Top strong and hammer goes. And God said, fire, it's a hammer. He says, verse 30, so I am against those prophets who not so long. I'm against those who steal messages from one another. They claim that message comes from me. Yikes. And I see so much stuff on the line where you can use pastors' messages and stuff like that, but I am not trying to speak to uh, use somebody else's stuff as plagiarism anyway. I'm not saying you can't take little bits and pieces but inform your own, but um, yeah, so that's, you know, we gotta be careful of that too. It's like when you're in school and, you know, gotta be careful how you cite stuff and reference stuff. Hallelujah. Continue on. Yes. Announces the Lord, I am against the prophets who wage their own tongues, who, who wag, <laughs> wag their own tongues, but still say, here's what the Lord says. I'm against the prophets who talk about dreams that do not come from me. Announces the Lord, they tell foolish lies. Their lies lead my people down the wrong path. But I do not send those prophets. I did not appoint them. They do not help my people in the, in the least, announce the Lord. And I'm seeing a pattern of, you know, people become, want to become a prophet, a possible equipment, but they haven't been through the process. Yeah, this is, this is really talking about that. They're not, you know, they're just, you know, they're not ready yet. Sometimes we put people in a position where they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. Yeah. Um, they did not go through the full process and, and their foundation is not right and that's what we're seeing with people in high places falling from the church. They got elevated too quickly. Um, and I want people out there to know that, hey, look, the church is not perfect. The church is not just a building. It's, it's us also. It's a people. Um, go down to 36 here. You see my outline here. 36. 39 to 40. 36 says, but you must not talk about a message from the Lord again. This is because your message becomes your own message. And so you twist my words. I am a living God. I am the Lord who rules over all. I am your God. That's verse 36. Let's go through King James as the same. And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more. For every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have Inverted the words of the living God, the Lord of hosts, our God. So some of us are perverting the word of God for profits, for, you know, for our own good. Perverting the words of God. Perverting it. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yeah, God. Awesome, Lord. Give us God. Twisting the words. Yeah, we gotta be careful. Very careful that we don't make the message uh, just a, you know um, our own message. It's supposed to be given out. It's supposed to be given to the people. It's supposed to be for God's glory. So the last couple of scriptures here, thirty-nine and forty. Amen. Right there. This ends my message, and you guys. Are, tired of me talking now. It's been like 40 minutes of me talking, 41 minutes of me talking. Um, 
these teachers are usually 30, um, well, Sunday services uh, up to an hour. You know, we have like 10, 15 minutes of praise and worship, um, what I can give you guys or um, what we have time for. Verse 39 says, so you can be sure I will forget you. I will throw you out of my sight. I will also destroy the city I give you and your people. I will bring shame on you that will last forever. I will never be forgotten. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. So there's many translations here. Um, if you go um, American Standard Version, you'll see here on my screen. Yeah, it says pretty much, you know, there's many translations, but they still add up to the same thing. And this is even starting off, woe unto the shepherds that destroy and scatter sheep of my pastor, says Jehovah. And you guys say, oh, Jehovah, oh, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a religious God or that's a, a, a cult God and all that stuff. But God's name is Jehovah, not Jehovah Witness, Jehovah God. Jehovah God. So it's not a gloom and doom type thing, but it's an accountability thing and, and a standard to go by for um our brothers and sisters in Christ, my brothers and sisters are in the church in high positions. Um, whether you are a Jew or Gentile, or you're Hebrew, um, they believe in Yah God, Yahweh God, and Yeshua Christ, um, this is for you. This is for you. So let us be careful when giving the words out and prophesying. and um, Let's give the whole Bible, the whole truth in the Bible. Not just part of the good feeling stuff. Because, you know, we got a time, we're in time where people will hear good feeling stuff to their to their uh, minds and their spirits and they go sit in the church and make them feel good and, and uh, they still come out the same way. Same way. Jacked up. Nothing's changed. So we're not about that. So um, to conclude this, um, like I said, that secret, that secret place is important. We have to find a place. Find a place with God. Um, I'm putting my information up here. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, Derek underscore Hicks. Uh, Instagram, Pastor Daggy. Uh, Facebook, thehicksministry.info. Uh, if you wanted to sow or give, um, it's a dollar sign, thehicksministries at Cash App. PayPal's DX332 Zells uh, 6307701058. Uh, if you want to go on our website, our YouTube channel, uh, we have podcasts also called Strength for Your Soul that um, that we're finishing up on. We start a new series. Are you thirsty for God? Um, so these are the things that uh, the Lord has me doing right now during this transition time. And I hope pray that you guys can. So, uh, you know, give or donate or whatever. Um, my website is DerekHicksMinistries.info. Once again, um, you've got all the information now on um, the live broadcast. You can go back and listen to it and replay it. And but I'm going to pray right now real quick. And pray. So, Father God, we thank you for prophets, apostles, bishops, evangelists, teachers, minstrels, ministers. Thank you for them, Father God. And I pray that they heard something today that will change their hearts and their minds and make sure we're going on the right path and we have a standard to go by, Father God.
God. We pray, Father God, for those that don't believe God. We pray, Father God, that, you know, that they will forgive the church if they, you know, somebody prophesied, lied to them, or prophesied in a long time and wrong season, that they forgive when they continue to reach out to you, to continue to see you, Yeshua Christ, you know, we pray over their hearts and minds of men and women that are on this broadcast. We pray, Father God, that they would hear something to change them, change their hearts and minds and spirits. Hey, God, sheep to the Father. Hey, God, hey, God, hey, God, hey, God. And Father, we know we're not perfect. I'm not sure I see that. <laughs> I'm not a perfect singer. I'm not a perfect basketball. I'm not a perfect, perfect uh, pastor. I'm not a perfect um, person, um, instrumentalist. Uh, people in Miami, Father, that were involved in the condo collapse day. Pray for them and their families, Father God. We pray, God, that you just uh, minister to them, minister to their hearts and minds right now in the grieving process of not even knowing where their loved ones are, if they died or if they got crushed or, oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Minister to the people of that city and even those condos, minister to Ministries. God bless you guys. Remember, we need God. Peace. Get right into the word. Dear Kicks Ministries again. Pastor Daggy. Um, let me let my mic down a little bit so you guys can see my face. <laughs> Let's see here. If you can hear me, let me pull this up here. All good, all good. Yeah, so, um, Pastor Daggy, once again, Dirk X Ministries, we're here for the listeners and we're here for you guys. Um, I pray that uh, your days went good today. Um, real quick, let's take care of some business, real quick. Uh, this message is a secret place today. I wanted to do Are You Hungry for God, but we switched it and we're doing a secret place. It's a good message the Lord gave me to give to the people, to give to you guys that are on airwaves, to give to you guys that are on the internet. My coffee's still good at Starbucks. Um, so you see that um, you know, I'm kind of doing it all by myself and um, you know, when you start ministry up, it's not easy, you know, you can find singers and everything. I'm not much on singing, just, uh, you know, filling in the gaps, put it that way. Um, so I want to give you guys this message. Um, this stuff you, that you see here, this is, um, John 316, um, 316. This is a clothing outfit, a Christian clothing outfit that, um, you guys should check out. Very good, very good, very good. Um, some good stuff. So, um, like I said, I'm coming to you guys again. 
uh, Deer Kicks Ministries. Uh, we are live broadcasting on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so some other podcast uh, platforms, um, Anchor and Breaker and all that stuff. Right. So here we go. Um, so the secret place, you know, you start thinking about what is the secret place. I'm going to share my screen with you guys. Act right today. So we're going to be reading out of uh, Jeremiah 23 um, in the Inter New International and the Message Bible. For you guys, to, this might be a good time for your Bible study for you guys that don't get a chance to um, go to church. This is not church like usual. This is a time um, where we're kind of just taking time out and stopping and, and just um, realizing that uh, God is in control. And that uh, we have to, you know, give them the honor that's due. So I'm coming in, you know, this ministry was started from uh, God just, you know, with the COVID and all that stuff that was going on. And God said, hey, you know, um, you know, this is a way for me to do the work of the Lord. And it's not work of man, it's a work of the Lord. Um, I know some people are probably hating on me because I want to deal with the spirit and the inner man and woman. Um, but somebody has, somebody has to tell us truth, even though, you know, truth hurts sometimes. And, um, we live in an age where people don't want to hear truth. They don't want to hear, um, you know, what's real. They want to hear fake news and, you know, lies or prophets and all kinds of stuff. So we're not here for that. We're here to give you the whole Bible and whether it be prophetic word, whether it be through the Holy Spirit that's in me, and you guys hear me talking in the Holy Spirit in tongues, and that's pretty much for me, and, and not you guys, um, you know, it has to be interpreted if I'm going to give it to you guys, so I'm um, just praying over this ministry, praying over those that are um, praying in the Spirit that God's given me um, as a priest, of, you know, so the secret place, so we look at the secret place, I'll take this on your screen, hey, you know what? This the sharing screen won't be a screen in the past. I'll be going back and forth here. So the secret place. If you're looking at it on your screen, yeah, it's there now. Hallelujah. Okay, now you're looking right. <laughs> yeah, so the secret place. You know, we're living in a time where people are running from church buildings, people, and God. You know, we got this thing called nuns now. Um, it's a nun religion where they don't believe, you know, in the church anymore, religion. They just don't believe in, you know, God anymore, you know. Um, they got false prophecy, you know, people with having offenses from the church and, you know, religious spirits, sinful nature, demonic influences. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I teach people running from, from the church buildings. And people of God, they want to hear the truth. You know, they want to live in their sin, and um, you know, we need somebody to to say something. 
It's like you're going down the street and you're going on a one-way street and you're going down the wrong road in the street. You expect somebody not to say anything? We're living in an age where people don't want to hear anything that's truth and godly or anything like that. We're seeing so many people leave the church and because of offenses or because they want to do their own thing. We have this meism, this this mindset of just my flesh wants to do what it wants to do and leave me alone. And so this ministry is we're trying to strengthen our stress. I mean strengthen our our flesh and our spirits. That's what we're about. We're doing it in love. We're not sitting here and blessing you like John the Baptist and stuff like that. There's a time and place for that. But this that's not me. All right. Um so you think about you know what are the secret what it you know what are what is the secret place what what are the secret places you know, you know this is came to me from the lord and it says uh, it's a place in our hearts and minds and our spirits that's the first thing secondly it's a place where god sees us he sees who we are what we're all about i'm about to stand up and preach to y'all like i'm preaching in the church um it's a place where you know like i said god sees us he sees where we at. He sees us. It's a place where we meet Yeshua and, Ye and Yahweh God. It's a place where we meet them at. It's a place, that secret place. God said He dwells in a secret place. Secret place. God's the Spirit. Those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. That's what the scriptures declare. And He said, He wants us to be in that secret place with Him. How did I meet God? I met God from. You know, God showed himself to me through special revelations, through circumstances. You think about special revelation. God shows himself personally to you. Or Yeshua, Jesus shows himself personally to you. He shows himself. I mean, God is a spirit, so, you know, he's omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent. So he's everywhere. He could be anywhere. He's a spirit. And those who worship him must worship in the spirit and truth. We live in a time where nobody wants to hear truth because it hurts. Because it hurts. All right, so, you know, we look at Jeremiah 23 and look at the background. God's talking to the priests, the prophets, and the pastors. So this message is, is for people, God, believers, people that are in position in high places and people that are prophets, pastors, and priests and teachers and, and um, you know, evangelists and everything. This is for you guys. This, this is for the, the, the believers. This is for them today. To, I'm giving this to you guys today. And, you know, we are going to the place. If you guys are interested, you'll see on my website that uh, we're um, putting together these series and um, strength for your soul and are you um, thirsty for God? And we're putting this stuff together for you guys so you can, you know, just listen to it in your car. You can listen to it on the fly. And I know how busy we can get. And time is just so fast right now. It's ridiculous. I, I, I look at the time and it's like, wait a minute. I got to be on, on, on my broadcast. You know, I'm like, wait, wait where's the 30 minutes go? Where's the hour go? It's like, what, what, what's going on, you know? And um, we have to be conscious of that. So if you go, um, if you have a Bible or you have your cell phone, you can go there. Jeremiah 23, 1. It says here, right here, it says, Woe to the shepherds who are destroying us and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. That's what it says in the New Living Translation. Now, you know, over to the right here, it says the message. It says, uh, Doom to the shepherd leaders who butcher and scatter my sheep. Um, God's decree. Butcher and shatter my sheep. People are the sheep. 
we have we have a shepherd. And you know, if you go to church, you have a pastor, a shepherd, apostle, bishop, a shepherd. He is the shepherd of the house. And verse two says, therefore, this is what the Lord says: the God of Israel says to the shepherds, who tend my people, because you have scattered my flock and driven them away, and have not bestowed care on them. I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. If you go to the message Bible, it says, so here is what I here, so here is what I, God, Israel, God, says to the shepherd leaders who, just, who mislead my people. You've scattered my sheep. You've driven them off. You haven't kept your eye on them. Well, let me tell you, I'm keeping my eye on you, keeping track of your criminal behavior. So we have criminal behavior going on in high places, in high places, in political high places, religious high places, criminal behavior. And we, we think that God doesn't see that. He sees us. That's why we have to work on our character. We have to practice disciplining ourselves, especially with this spirit, this flesh that we have. We have to discipline ourselves so that we don't do these criminal behaviors and stuff and think that we can do what we want to do because we believe in God. We've seen groups that believe in God and they pray and they're reading the word and stuff, but then the criminal behavior, the character shows, the criminal behavior shows. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Bear with me, don't, don't uh, log out. Don't uh, disconnect me on the web because I'm, I'm giving you the truth. Sometimes we, we pastors, ministers, we have to take time out for ourselves and feed our soul too. So Jeremiah 23, 4 and 5 is the second point I'm going to talk about. Well, the second scripture I'm going to talk about. This is the messages to the pastors. The first point to the pastors. So look at 3 and 4. And it says here um, in the Living Translation, I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and I will bring them back to their pastors where they will be fruitful and increase in number. And verse 4 says, I will place shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will all be missing, declares the Lord. Message says, I'll take over and gather what's left of my sheep. Well, gather what's left of my sheep. Gather them in from the, all the lands where I've driven them. I'll bring them back where they belong, and they'll recover and flourish. Verse 4 says, I'll set shepherds slash leaders over them who will take care Take good care of them. They won't live in fear or panic anymore. All lost sheep, all lost sheep rounded up God's decrees. So God is decreeing all, all the lost sheep rounded up. And miss, and it says, you know, shepherds will be over the flock. So they won't be afraid, terrified, and miss fears of the Lord. So it's what he's saying pretty much. Hallelujah. So. That's for pastors. Take care of the flock. It's not about profit. Not, I know we we're closed with COVID and all that stuff, and not about this prosperity message and, or um, taking a Bible out of context with some of the scriptures, you know, and 
and who, you know, when we look at the Bible, we have to look at, well, who is it talking, I mean, like, if I'm looking at this here, Jeremiah 23, who's talking, who are they talking to? Who are the scriptures, I mean, what are the scriptures talking about? What are they, who are they talking to? Who's the crowd, I mean? Um, so we exit Jesus, you know? We, we take it from back then, who were they talking to back then? And then we translate it to today's language, today. We translate it into today's uh, circumstances, to translate it into today's um, um, environment and, and world. We translate it into that, we take it from back then, and then we translate it into today. So that's exit Jesus. That's Jesus. We have to take it from the original context and not take it out of context. You understand? Hallelujah. That's good teaching there. I don't want to get into theology, but uh, it's part of theology. Exit Jesus and hermeneutics. Hallelujah. Praise God. Therapeutic ministries are practical teachings uh, for unbelievers, for believers um, that need some, you know, some fire, need some, some you know, unction, need some. Uh, Strengthen your soul. Hallelujah. I'm feeling fired up here. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Thank you, Father God. Bless you on this day, Father God. Thank you for joy, 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 Lord. My strength. Hey, God. Joy, Lord. The second thing I want to say. Um, so we talked about the message. So Jeremiah 23. Starting with the message to the pastors. Let's talk about the message to the prophets. We look at 23, 9 through 12. Check it out. Bring it back. I'll bring it on my screen. 9 through 12. Go down there. I'm not just saying this. I want you guys to visually see this. What I'm talking about. Not just hear, but visually see. Sometimes we just hear and we don't you know, study and show us that approved by God. And I know some of you guys are probably saying, man, I don't have time for all that God stuff. And there's going to be a time and a place where you're going to have, you have to have time for him. Time for him. But you're busy doing the Lord's work, but then you don't take time out for yourself. You don't have a, you don't establish a relationship. You're seeing people fall in the church and pastors and preachers and, and prophets and evangelists and all kinds of stuff. And you're seeing them fall in the church because they're not feeding or sowing down, spending enough time with God, getting their foundation right, giving, giving, giving. So many times we, as pastors and apostles and bishops and preachers, and everything, we give, give, give. But then we don't take in too much. We're so busy giving up, but then we have to take in some things from God too. And another preach too, we have to take in some things from God. Take in some spiritual things from God, some strength from God. And get in that secret place. That secret place is important. That quiet place. Where is your quiet place today? Where can you go to get away from all the distractions? Where? I find myself in, in the garage sometimes, just opening the garage door, sitting out there in my chairs, or, you know, my patio was fixed, I, you know, but, um, you know, figure out some things with the wood there. Um, I'll be out there. Um, I used to be, like, I go to the park or forest preserve and stuff and, and just veg out with God and veg out on the word and, and refresh my spirit because we live in a time right now where things are uncertain. Your jobs, your things are uncertain with these companies, things are uncertain with incomes, things are uncertain with food, things are uncertain. Yeah, God, but God is certain. God said he'll never leave us or forsake us. 
That's when we forsake him. It's when we get in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First time it says, uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, uh, concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, and all my bones uh, tremble. I am like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine because of the Lord and his holy words. Verse 10 says, and the land is full of adulterers because of the curse, because of the curse that land lies parts and pasture in the wilderness are withered, are withered. Let's go farther down. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power unjustly. Both prophet and priests are godless. Even my temple, I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Verse 12 says, therefore, their path will become slippery. They will be banished to darkness and they will fall. Or bring disaster on them in the year they are punished, declares the Lord. So, yeah, and you look over to the right, there's a, I'm not going to go through that one here because our time is uh, winding. We got like 10 more minutes, 11 more minutes. Um, so you're seeing this stuff. You're seeing it. Like a drunken man, like a strong man overcome by wine. I remember back in the day where, um, you know, I, I was in that stuff with uh, drunkenness and overcome by alcohol and stuff like that. And you, you get delusional, you get, you know, under the influence, you know. And I mean, think about that, you know, like, man, you know, wow. God is speaking, concerning the prophets on this. He's speaking. He's speaking. Hallelujah. And then verse 10, you see in the message, it says, now, for what God says regarding the lying prophets. Can you believe it? A country teeming with adulterers, faith, faithless, promiscuous, idolater, um, adulterers. They are all, that says they're a curse on the land. The lands are wasted land. You know, the uh, message kind of gets a little thrown out there. Therefore, unfaithful, uh, their, their unfaithfulness is turning the country into a cesspool. It's turning a cesspool. Wow. So, adulterers, faithless, lying prophets. Yeah, we see too many lying prophets that are going on right now. Let me change this message. So I'm going to change it on. Here we go. Better version to read for the rest of you guys. So it's going in extra orders. And verse 10 says, and the this other version it says, um, the reader's version says, the land is full of people who aren't faithful to the Lord. Now the land is under his curse, and that's why it's it is thirsty for water. That's why the grassland in the desert are dry. The prophets are leading sinful lives. They don't use their power in the right way. In the right way. They're using it in the wrong way for prophets. And we're seeing a lot of prophets and people of God during this time trying to profit off um, motivational speaking and um, profit off just a prosperity message and, you know, claiming it and, and naming stuff. And 
Um, God is, you know, God sees that stuff, and, and we have to get it right. We have to preach the whole Bible, not just all the, you know, the hype stuff and the feeling good stuff. We have to preach everything that's in the Bible, and that's what this ministry is about—the whole Bible. Nobody wants to hear about, oh, Jesus, you know, he suffered on the cross, and we don't have to suffer. Blah, blah, blah. As Christians and believers, we, as human beings, we go through our spurts. We go through our times where we're. Um, you know, you know, life is up and down. Life has a way of uh, dealing with us, you know. So we got to make sure we're not using the power in the wrong way. That's what it's saying here. Yeah. I'm talking about prophets and priests alike. Our own godly announces the Lord. Even in my temple, I find them sinning. Yikes. And, you know, that's, I mean, can you imagine um, doing it in God's temple? I mean, that's, there's a consequence to that, you know. And God holds a higher standard for us as priests, as pastors, as apostles. He holds a higher standard in the world. A higher standard than just uh, serving him. A higher standard because you're in a position of authority. You got to make sure we're using that authority right. You know, some of us are, you know, you know, we need numbers and stuff at church. And when church is closed, we're trying to make up stuff and pay salaries and all that stuff. But come on. Seriously? We still have to be men of God. Not saying we're gonna get it perfect. We still have to be men of God. And yes, we need to encourage the people um, during this time. Yes, I'm encouraging prophets, apostles, teachers, people, believers, people in high position in the church, and and um, challenging you today. You know, that, that so we can change our thinking. I'm a pastor. I'm a minister. I'm a minister. This is ministering to me too. It's talking right back to me. You know, I'm taking the walk out of my own now because I know this. Did, you know, I have to, you know, examine myself through this too. So, don't take it like I'm. You know, um, I'm not taking the walk out of my own now. Hallelujah! Praise God! She So the Lord who rules over all speaks about the prophets. He says, I will make them eat bitter food. I will make them drink poisonous water. The prophets of Jerusalem have spread their ungodly ways all through the land. Let's go down. The Lord, the Lord who rules over all sins of the people of Judah, do not listen to what the prophets are saying to you. They will fill you with false hopes. They talk about visions that come from their own minds. What they say don't do not come from my mouth. Okay, so let's go and change this to King James. Let's go. Go down here now. 
verse 16 says in the, in the uh, King James, Thus says the Lord of hosts, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. So sometimes we're speaking out of our own hearts, our own minds, our own things that we have going on, you know, to prosper in this world, to have success in this world, to you know, do motivational speaking, and, and um, we're doing more of that than what God is telling us to do. So, you know, we have to decipher that. We have to take time out to, to learn to decipher that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now let's go down to verse 18. Well, but which of them have ever stood in my course? Have they been there to see a vision to, or hear my message? Who has listened and heard my message there? Verse 19 says, a storm will burst out because of my burning anger. A windstorm will sweep down on the heads of sinful people. My anger will not turn back. I will accomplish everything I, I plan to do. In days to come, you will understand it clearly. And verse 21 says, I do not send those prophets, but they have run to tell you their message anyway. I did not speak to them, but they have still prophesied. Oh, yikes. That's tough love there. Sometimes, we, you know, I know that, um, you know, sometimes we prophesy because we want the best for the person, you know, but then we have to be careful. We have to be very careful that because sometimes it's not for the Lord, sometimes for our own flesh, you know, we're trying to help the person out. We're trying to give them hope and, you know, prophesying to them. And, um, I have to catch myself too. Like, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Is, are you sure that's from the Lord? Hallelujah. So 22 says, uh, suppose they had stood in my courts, then they would have announced my message to my people. They would have turned my people from e their evil ways. They would have turned them away from their sin. So God wants us as prophets, pastors, ministers, ministers, to speak to the people, speak the truth to them. If they're if they're going the wrong way, we have to, you know, we're the church. We are the people of God. We have to speak to them, speak to that situation. Speak, 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 speak. Hallelujah. Mm, God. Verse 25 in the King James says, I have heard what the prophets said. They prophesied lies in my name, says, saying, I have a dream, I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I have dreamed. I'm sorry, I skipped over 24 there. Um, can any, uh, in the King James, can any hide himself in the secret place that I, sh that I shall not see him, said the Lord? Do not I feel heaven and earth, said the Lord? Verse 24 in the King James. Verse 24 in the, uh, the International Reader's Version. Can anyone hide in a secret place so that I can, can't see him? Announces the Lord. Don't I feel heaven and earth? Announces the Lord. So, you know, 
read that and went, oh man, you know, like the secret by his stuff. So we're on that, I, I, I went from uh, the message of pastor, message of prophets, with God's response, it was going to 20, verse 23, now we're talking about the secret place, 24, down to 28, the secret place. I got one more um, point, and then we'll be ending here because my time is about up. So we see here, talk about the secret place, 23, then 24 and 25, so we're going on 26. But let me go back up here. You know it's in 24. It says in King James, can any hide himself in that secret place? that I shall not see him, says the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, says the Lord. So God says this in a secret place. We can't hide from God. We can't hide sin from him. We can't hide you know, adultery from him. We can't hide our drunkenness from him. We can't hide our fleshly desires, our lust, pride of life. And we can't hide that from God sees us. He's a God that sees. He sees us for where we are, who we are. And what we are. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Nobody can hide in the secret place. Nobody. 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 And verse 26 says, How long will that continue in the hearts of those prophets who tell lies, prophesying lies? They try to keep others to believe their own mistake, mistaken ideas. King James says in 26, I'm giving the word today. How long shall this be in the hearts of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are all prophets of deceit, of their own hearts. I'm not saying all prophets are prophesy lies. I'm not saying that. That's not what we're saying. Saying we have to examine our hearts, we have to know when to give that prophecy to that person, give that prophecy out to the church, give that prophecy, that prophecy, and make sure it's from the Lord. Go through those steps to make sure it's from the Lord, not from our flesh, not from prophets, you know, prophesying for prophets and um, motivational speaking and all kinds of junk just to make some money, quick money, and all that stuff. Okay, it's time out for that. We're at a place now where God wants our hearts. This last year, He wants our hearts and our minds and our spirits. He wants it. He, he closed, you know, He allows things, He allowed the, you know, stuff to close down. He allowed all that stuff to, to, to come in, to cleanse us out, to, to get us to think about Him, to get us to think about life, get us to think about how good He is to keep us alive, and even in this, this family, even this COVID stuff. God is a good God, He doesn't bring evil. But some things are allowed because we allow them. It's like, okay, since, you know, I'm on this, I'm on God's side now, I can't go back into nightclubs DJing again. I'm go back in there and start DJing nightclubs and, and, you know, everything, that, every, all the demons that go with that, all the demons that go with drinking, with the lust of the flesh, pride of life. The eyes, all that it goes with. So I'm allowing, if I do that, I'm allowing these demons to come back in. Demons of lust, demons of pride, 
lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and allow that stuff to come back in. If I put myself in that situation, if I go back out there again, I'm allowing these things to come in. If I go back out drinking, I'm allowing these alcoholic dreams to come back in. Demons to come back in. Next thing you know, I'm drunk again. It's a spiral effect. Sometimes we allow things to happen that shouldn't be happening, that we should not even have. It's like allowing, like me bringing um, a statue guy in my house. Bringing it in. Don't think nothing of it. Oh, it's just art, you know, just, just a statue. But then some statues have demonic spirits upon them. And if you let that in your house, you start wondering why all this stuff is happening. Why am I acting like this? So we have to be careful what we allow in. Hallelujah, praise God. Man, I don't know why I'm going there. The Spirit's taking me there. And my next thing. Um, so we're going to 28. And I'm about to wrap this up here. So 27. Let's talk 27, 28 real quick. And it says, they tell one another their dreams. They think that they will make my people forget my name. In the same way, their people of long ago forgot my name when they worshiped Baal. Who is Baal? Who's Baal? It's a pagan god. Pagan god. It says here in King James, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams which they tell every man to his neighbor as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. And verse 28 says prophets that hath a dream let him tell a dream and he that have my word let him speak my word faithfully what is the shaft to the wheat says the Lord. That's in the King James Version 28 and we read it in the reader's version. Let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream, but let the one who has my message speak it faithfully. There's two things there. A dream and a message. Dream and message. And God says, speak that message faithfully. God gets his dreams. Then we have, you know, you know I, I dream a lot and you know, I start thinking about that and then you know, what is, what is God's message for me when I have this dream? What is he trying to say to me or say to other people? So that second part of your message, you know, speaking a message faithfully is important. Probably, praise God, last point. If you guys are still here, last point, let's see something. So the last thing, God's justice. God is a just God. He is a just God. And uh, so let me, let me go through this last point here and then I'll pray this out. Um, verse 29 says, My message is like a fire, announces the Lord. It is like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. A hammer. You guys think about when you use tools and 
you're you know, taking a nail and hammering it down or you're trying to break rock or something you think about that top straw and a hammer goes and God is a fire it's a hammer it says verse 30 so I am against those prophets who not so what I'm against those who steal messages from one another they claim that message comes from me yikes and I see so much stuff on the line where you can use pastors messages and stuff like that but God is not trying to speak to uh, use some of my stuff as plagiarism anyway. I'm not saying you can't take little bits and pieces but inform your own, but um, yeah, so that's, you know, we gotta be careful of that too. It's like when you're in school, and you, know, you gotta be careful how you cite stuff, and reference stuff, how it's continuing. Yes, the Gnosis of the Lord, I am against the prophets who wage their own tongues, who, who wag, <laughs> wag their own tongues, but still say, Here's what the Lord says. I'm against the prophets who talk about dreams that do not come from me. And I said, Lord, they tell foolish lies. Their lies lead my people down the wrong path. But I do not send those prophets. I did not appoint them. They do not help my people in the, in the least. And I said, Lord, and I'm seeing a pattern of, you know, people become, want to become a prophet. Apostle real quick, then. But they haven't been through the process. Yeah, this is this is really talking about that. They're not right, you know. They're just, you know, they're not ready yet. Sometimes we put people in a position where they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet, and um, they did not go through the full process, and, and their foundation is not right, and that's what we're seeing with people in high places falling from the church. They got elevated too quickly. Um, and I want people out there to know that, hey, look, the church is not perfect. The church is not just a building. It's, it's us also. It's a people. Well, I'm going on to 36 here. You see my outline here, 36. And 39 and 40. 36 says, but you must not talk about a message from the Lord again. This is because your message becomes your own message. And so you twist my words. I am a living God. I am the Lord who rules over all. I am your God. That's verse 36. Let's go from King James. What's the same? And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more. For every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God. The Lord of hosts our God. So some of us are perverting the word of God for prophets. For you know, for our own good, perverting the words of perverting it. Oh, Lord Jesus, give us God, twisting the words. She kind of says it from here to the right. Thirty-six. Yeah, we gotta be careful. Very careful that we don't make the message uh, just a you know. Um, our own message. It's supposed to be given out. It's supposed to be given to the people. It's supposed to be for God's glory. So the last couple of scriptures here, 39 and 40. Okay, we're there. Right there. It's the end of my message. And you guys are tired of me talking now. It's been like 40 minutes of me talking, 41 minutes of me talking. Um, 
these teachers are usually 30, um, well, Sunday services uh, up to an hour. You know, we have like 10, 15 minutes of praise and worship, um, what I can give you guys or um, what we have time for. Verse 39 says, so you can be sure I will forget you. I will throw you out of my sight. I will also destroy the city I give you and your people. I will bring shame on you that will last forever. I will never be forgotten. This is what God is saying. What God is saying. This is what God is saying. So there's many translations here. Um, if you go um, American Standard Version, you'll see here on my screen. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much, you know, there's many translations, but they still add up to the same thing. And this is even starting off woe unto the shepherds that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, says Jehovah. And you guys say, oh, Jehovah, oh, that's a, that's a, that's a religious God or that's a, a, a cult God and all that stuff but God's name is Jehovah not Jehovah Witness Jehovah God Jehovah God so it's not a gloom and doom type thing but it's an accountability thing and, and a standard to go by for um, our brothers and sisters in Christ my brothers and sisters are in the church in high positions um whether you are a Jew or Gentile, whether you're Hebrew, um, they believe in Yah God, Yahweh God, and Yeshua Christ, uh, this is for you. This is for you. So let us be careful when giving the words out and prophesying. And um, let's give the whole Bible, the whole truth in the Bible, not just part of the good feeling stuff. Because, you know, we got a time, we're in time where people are here good feeling stuff to their to their uh, minds and their spirits and they go sit in church and make them feel good and, and uh, they still come out the same way same way jacked up nothing's changed so we're not about that so um, to conclude this um, like I said that secret, that secret place is important we have to find a place find a place with God um, I'm putting my information up here if you want to follow us on Twitter it's uh, Derek underscore Hicks uh, Instagram Pastor Daggy um, Facebook thehicksministry.info uh, if you wanted to sow or give um, it's a dollar sign thehicks ministries at cash app paypal is thehicks 332 if you want to go on my website our YouTube channel. Uh, we have podcasts also called Strength for Your Soul that um, that we're finishing up on. We start a new series. Are you thirsty for God? Um, so these are the things that uh, the Lord has me doing right now during this transition time. And I hope pray that you guys can soul, uh, you know, give or donate or whatever. Um, my website is DerekHicksMinistries.info. Once again. Um, you got all the information now on um, the live broadcast. You can go back and listen to it and replay it. And but I'm gonna pray right now, real quick, and pray. So, Father God, we thank you for prophets, apostles, bishops, evangelists, teachers, minstrels, ministers. Thank you for them, Father God. And I pray that they heard something today that will change their hearts and their minds. So, to make sure we're going on the right path and we have a standard to go by, Father. 
God. We pray, Father God, for those that don't believe God. We pray, Father God, that you know that they'll forgive the church if they, you know, somebody prophesied, lied to them, or prophesied in the wrong time and wrong season, that they forgive when they continue to reach out to you, to continue to see you, Yeshua Christ, and we pray over their hearts and minds of men and women that are on this broadcast. We pray, Father God, that they would hear something to change them, change their hearts and minds and spirits. Hey, God, she's in the mind. Hey, God, hey, God, hey, God, hey, God. And Father, we know we're not perfect. I'm not sure they see that. <laughs> I'm not a perfect singer. I'm not a perfect basketball. I'm not a perfect, perfect uh, pastor. I'm not a perfect um, person, um, instrumentalist. I'm not people in Miami, Father, that were involved in the condo collapse day. Pray for them and their families, Father God. We pray, God, that you just uh, minister to them, minister to their hearts and minds right now in the grieving process. Of now you know where their loved ones are, if they died or they got crushed or oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Minister to the people of that city and even those condos, minister to Ministries. God bless you guys. Remember, you need God. Peace.